Release date, November 4th, 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of TBD Sportscast College Football with your host, I'm Mason. And I'm Isaac. Welcome to episode 13 of season 3, this episode entitled Week 10. Why? Duh. Because we're going into week 10 of college football, so it's time to make our picks. And we're going to start out with our first pick, jump right in today, starting off with our game of the week. Like usual, Isaac, tell the folks, what is our game of the week? Folks, you wouldn't have it any other way. This week's game of the week is number one ranked Tennessee playing between the hedges against the number three ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Mason, take it over. How about the freaking dogs, baby? <laughs> All right, my bad, my fault, my fault. Yeah, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be any other one. You got the number three ranked Georgia Bulldogs taking on the number one Tennessee Volunteers. It's in Athens. This is going to be a heck of a game, and I'm not going to lie, I'm really freaking nervous, okay? Henry Hooker's a good quarterback, bro. What, what, what you want me to say? Like, what, what do you want me to say? Henry Hooker's a good quarterback. I can't, I can't say he's not. Uh, but we've talked, all right? We've talked about this before. Something that I know about Tennessee, especially after they played Alabama, is that their defense is not good, okay? So that's, that's one thing, all right? So with Tennessee, you got a super high-powered offense. You got a quarterback that can make huge plays downfield and a quarterback that can get out of the pocket easily in Hendon Hooker. And you got a freaking wide out with hands in Jalen Hyatt the man makes plays he gets downfield I mean what we saw three touchdowns for 40 plus yards one for 60 in against Alabama like Tennessee's offense played great against Alabama but something that didn't play great against Alabama was Tennessee's defense Tennessee's defense gave up a lot of run yardage okay even their secondary they let Bryce Young throw all over them they could not get the quarterback who escapes the pocket Okay, what does Georgia have that's really good on offense? A run game. Their freaking run game. Go back and look at pretty much every touchdown that we scored this year after the South Carolina game. It's been running touchdowns, okay? Our run game is really strong. Kenny McIntosh, Dejon Edwards, Branson Robinson. We've got three really good, aggressive running backs that know how to run through people and pretty much run possess. Go back and look at the second half against Florida. After McIntosh fumbled the ball, he was running possess. He was getting 13 yards per carry, first down after first down after first down. That is the thing that Georgia does well. But also, our quarterback, Stetson Bennett, while he can make mistakes, he knows how to escape the pocket as well and does make smart football decisions. The thing that Georgia has to do in this game in order to get past Tennessee is make smart decisions. This will be the toughest defense by far that Tennessee has faced. Okay, Alabama also had a terrible secondary. Alabama actually did a pretty good job stopping the run, but that's what our defense does really well as well is stop the run. That's what our front seven is really good at doing. Our secondary, I'm not going to lie, has been lackluster. So was Jalen Hyatt probably going to have a couple touchdowns Big touchdowns on Saturday? Yes, I'm guessing so. But who am I picking overall to win this game? I've laid out a lot of different reasons for why either team could win. Georgia got a great defense that's able to stop the run, something that Tennessee is already not great at anyway. Tennessee with an offense that is super high-powered, but no defense. And for that reason, and because it's at Georgia, I got the dogs. I'm going with the dogs. Uh, the spread is eight and a half, and 
the ESPN and FPI has us at 75%. Am I still nervous? 100%. Can Tennessee win this game? 100%. Will it be close? Probably 100%. Yes. That is why I'm nervous. I'm probably going to be close to a heart attack. So I better watch how much, you know, bacon and grease I'm eating this week because I'm going to be close. Okay. Like th- this is going to be an insanely good game. It's going to be close, but I think Georgia takes the edge. And honestly, I don't even call Georgia to cover the spread. I think Georgia wins by six. <laughs> like, like, like I think I think two field goals is what does it. Georgia by six. We got Jack Podlesny. He's good. That's what I'm going with. What do you got? Well, Mason, uh, it's hard. You're a hard act to follow, man, because you laid out every fact in the book. Um, you know, look, man, I'm thorough. I'm thorough. Okay, and and especially on this game because I'm freaking nervous. All right. So I got. I got to say this. I, actually, I need to ask this. I don't want to get off topic, but. How long have you been nervous about this game? Like just since Tennessee, you know, started playing well? Since the Alabama game. Yep. And the reason is because I told you a couple podcast episodes ago, I didn't know who I was gonna who I was gonna pull for in that game. You know, I wanted Alabama to win because they'd give Tennessee a loss, give us a little bit of cushion because they gotta finish out if they lose to Alabama and then beat us. Uh, but I was also pulling for Tennessee because I do not like Alabama, like at all. I got a lot of look. I got a lot of respect for Saban. All right, great coach, the goat. He is okay, one hundred percent. But I don't like Alabama. Okay, I hate Alabama. I hate Crimson Red. Yeah, I, no, I hate Alabama, dude. So I ended up pulling for them. Uh, but after I saw the way that they played and how explosive Jalen Hyatt can be, I I was I was a little nervous, a little nervous. But now coming in this week, after seeing the way that they manhandled Kentucky last week, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a little nervous. Not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous. So, uh, well, I I think that the dogs can pull it off, but they gotta they gotta step up and play perfect. So yeah, like you said, I think I think Georgia's but whoever wins is gonna have to play nearly mistake free ball. You know, similar to another game we'll talk about later. But I think that I think it's gonna be a great game. You know, I don't think the spread will be covered on either side. You know, Georgia's favored by eight and a half. Tennessee's eight and a half point underdog. I like the winner of this game by a touchdown. Um, you know, Georgia's defense has been great. Like you said, the secondary maybe been a little rough. You got a high-powered team in Tennessee with Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt. You know, really good pass offense. You know, they're not – they haven't quite proven to be 2019 LSU level yet, but they've played very well. They've been a great offense. Lots of shades there. And for that reason, because of the big orange and their success, I've got to go with the Georgia Bulldogs. Win the hedges, Georgia by a touchdown. Let's go. Yes, dude. I the fact that you're picking Georgia makes me a little bit more confident. And it's like it's I think that's kind of the idea behind this game is that, you know, Georgia can win this game. But and so can Tennessee. But whatever team's going to win, they have to play perfect. And I mean no penalties, no turnovers, no stupid mistakes. No, you know, pushing quarterbacks out of bounds after they've already given themselves up. Nothing stupid like that, you know. And, you know, no tackling the quarterback after the whistle's been blown on a timeout, even though it was late. Uh, looking at you, Bear Alexander. Look, I know, I know you, you know, the, 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 it was a little late. The timeout was a little late, but you just got to play more mature, all right? And also forgot to mention that Nolan Smith, one of our, you know, leading linebackers, on the defense is out for the season with a pectoral tear. So, you know, but, but I mean, we just got Jalen Carter back. We got next man up mentality. We're going to have guys in there. Kirby's going to have them ready. And something else I said, you know, on the podcast on Wednesday is that, you know, we're letting Tennessee eat the rat poison. Let them think, you know, let them know 
Let them think that they're that they're you know this the the thing you know that they're it. That, you know they're the number one team. Let them think. All right, they'll show up in Athens and they will be the hunted, not the hunter. All right, because that's for us. We're going hunting this week. All right, taking the dogs and we're going vole hunting anyway. <laughs> but uh, Joey is uh, picking. Let's see here. Joey is picking the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, the reason why is because he says defense doesn't win games anymore, which is unfortunate. The UGA offense has to step up. But he says if the UGA offense steps up, UGA wins. His official pick, though, is Tennessee. And I, I got I to gotta agree with him there. Um, You know, we made a lot. We, made, we had two costly turnovers in the Florida game. You know, Kenny McIntosh fumbled the ball, gave, gave Florida the ball back at the 30-yard line. Luckily, they only came up with a field goal. But Stetson Bennett throws a big interception in the third quarter. That was not good either. So they have to play smart ball. Um, you know, Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington cannot be the only wideouts that we have because they're tight ends, not wideouts anyway. Um, so I, I think I think that he's hit hit the nail on the head. Even though I think he should pick Tennessee, but either way, Georgia wins. I you know my favorite team goes on undefeated, and I get a dub against Joe. So whatever, we're fine. <laughs> That's enough about that game. We're gonna move to these other games now. We're going to move into our big Week 10 games, starting off with Texas Tech and number 7 TCU at 12 p.m. The reason we're picking this game is because Texas Tech coming off a loss last week to Baylor, which we pretty much all picked Texas Tech last week, and they got kind of manhandled by Baylor. I was kind of wishing I would have picked Baylor after that. Uh, but, you know, they're coming off a loss. They're 4-4 four and four. TCU Horn Frogs, like we mentioned on Wednesday, 8-0. and oh. Should be ranked above Bama, I think. And, you know, that was kind of the the official position of TBD Sportscast. Uh, but, you know, the matchup predictor got, uh, they got TCU 77%. The spread is 9.5 in TCU's favor. Isaac, man, who you got? Well, Mason, I've got to say, man, you know, given the FPI at 77%, I'm kind of shocked the spread's only 9.5. But I got to say, you know, like we said, we all picked Texas Tech last weekend. We thought they were going to handle Baylor and Lubbock, and they didn't. I was going to say if this game was in Lubbock, I might would pick Texas Tech again. Uh, and I still might. I don't know. You know, TCU has played really well all year. They're a fast team. They can score. They can move the ball down the field. I mean, they get downfield in a hurry. Um, they're like the Big 12 version of, of Tennessee, but not quite as good. But, you know, all in all, the Horn Frogs, they've been solid. You know, this game's in Fort Worth. Favorite by 9.5. Mm, I like the Horn Frogs to cover the spread, probably by 14. Yeah, man. And, you know, a couple of episodes ago, I said that. TCU's real test was going to be when they played Oklahoma State, when they got up against a real defense. And they were actually losing most of that game, came back and won it in overtime, which is crazy. And, you know, now Oklahoma State's a two-loss team after getting a butt-whooping from Kansas State last weekend. The TCU Horn Frogs have, have proven to be, I mean, a really good football team. Like you said, they can move the ball downfield. They can make explosive plays. They can come back when they need to. They can make things happen when they need to, which is, you know, something of a great football team. Uh, you know, TCU 8-0, 5-0 in the conference, uh, you know, the spread at 9.5. I call the TCU Horn Frogs to cover the spread. I, I, I got TCU in this one. I don't think there's much more to say than that. This isn't going to be a crazy game. Um, I'm not saying Texas Tech couldn't win this game, but I seriously doubt it, especially with it uh, being at Texas Christian. Joey has TCU, um, and he says... Another comeback win, question mark? Will Texas Tech get ahead and TCU come back and win? I will say, I think if TCU wins this game really convincingly, I say they should definitely be in the top six next week. 
So, but with Georgia Tennessee happening this weekend, that may level itself out anyway. So we'll see what happens. All right, next game up, we have unranked Baylor at unranked Oklahoma at 3 p.m. Joey's going first on this one. He is picking Baylor. That that's that's not a bad pick, you know, especially with the matchup predictor having Baylor 52% and the spread actually being in Oklahoma's favor by three and a half, but we know that's not much. Baylor Bears five and three, Oklahoma five and three, uh, Oklahoma two and three in the conference, Baylor three and two in the conference after coming off a win against Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, man. Mm. I'm going to have to go with Baylor on this one. I call Baylor to cover the spread. I think they'll probably win by like seven to ten. I don't even think three and a half, man. I think it's a good pick, you know, and for both of you guys, I think it's a great pick. You know, I, obviously, I like Dave Aranda. I like I like Baylor. You know, I like I like my former LSU DC. Um, you know, Baylor coming off a big win last week. Oklahoma, I'm not sold enough on them to pick them almost ever. You know, looking back to the fact that we all especially were like, not this season. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, I shouldn't say ever. I, I mean, in 2022, but looking back, that you know, a few weeks ago when they played Texas, you know, the Red River rivalry, we thought, okay, it'd be a good game, and Texas blanked them. So that alone, I've lost all faith in the 2022 Sooners. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to go with the Baylor Bears for a TBD triple pick. And I think I think they cover the spread. I think they'll probably take it by a touchdown, if not 10. I think Baylor will handle it pretty easily. Yeah, it sounds like we're all on the same page. So uh, moving on to the next game. Now, this game I put on here because I think if one of these teams win, it could shake things up. This is unranked Michigan State at number 16, Illinois at 330. And what I mean is, is if Michigan State wins, then they obviously pretty much knock Illinois out of any playoff or top 10 hopes. Um, but if Illinois wins, then they're kind of still proving that, you know, they can be a you know powerhouse in the Big Ten. Uh, which would be pretty cool, but they'd have to get through Michigan in Week 12. So that's the question. Can it happen? Maybe. But we're not talking about the day. We're talking about uh, Michigan State at Illinois. Matchup predictor, 68% in Illinois' favor. The spread is 16 in Illinois' favor. I got to tell you, I'm calling the fighting Alini to cover the spread. I got Illinois on this one. Uh, Michigan State looked pretty terrible last week against Michigan. Um, you know, they had a pretty good win, honestly, against Wisconsin, but Wisconsin also sucks, especially after firing their head coach. So, yeah, I got I got Illinois on this one. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Mason. You know, Michigan State, they, they've had a rough run. They're not a, a terrible team, but they're not a great team. They're under 500 for a reason. Meanwhile, Illinois is chugging at 7-1, and one, man, and they're, they're looking like a potential top 15. If they win this game, they're definitely top 15. And I think depending on how the, the next five up from them do, they may be a t- uh, you know, pushing top 10 come next week's CFP rankings. Uh, for that reason, I'm right there with you. I got Illinois to cover the spread. You know, the spread 16, yeah, I think they'll win it by 17 or more, maybe three touchdowns. I don't know, but Illinois definitely gets this one. Yeah, and Joey is picking Illinois as well, but he actually brings up a good point. The reason he's picking Illinois is because too many guys got suspended for Michigan State after the little... Uh, Basically, it was a you know he basically four MSU players like ganged up on a Michigan player. I mean, and they like destroyed his face. So those players have been suspended. And Michigan coach Harbaugh is pretty much he is he is pushing for legal action. He wants to get the authorities involved. So, and I can't say I blame him. I've seen a lot of different things on this. Like you know, Michigan's stadium needs two tunnels, which I 
also agree with. I don't know why they only have one tunnel. That does not make sense and why there's so many fights at Michigan. Um, and also, I, I can see the other side where they say, well, you know, that Michigan player had no business being, you know, all up in a Michigan State's, you know, business. But uh, for the Michigan State to react that way, I think was super unsportsmanlike, super, you know, just not not being good people. Um, and I, 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 yeah, Joey's got a point there. That was that was totally uncalled for. Um, but moving on, next game we have. Liberty at Arkansas at 4 p.m. Literally just putting this on here because Liberty is seven and one, Arkansas five and three, and Liberty just beat BYU uh, a couple weeks ago. Arkansas coming in at 75% on the matchup predictor and 13 and a half in the spread. Isaac, who you got? This is a tough one, Mason. Because I just to let you let the listeners know, I, I did make the comment last week in, in our group chat that I thought the Flames might go into might go into Fayetteville and get it done. But sitting here looking at it, looking at the body of work, you know, Liberty seven and one. They they only lost to Wake Forest by one. Not saying much. You know, the ACC outside of Clemson is not a, a solid conference. You know, I think the Flames could maybe make this one interesting. You know, the spread's thirteen and a half. As much as it pains me as an LSU fan, I'm I'm still going to go with the Hogs. I think they'll probably cover the spread, maybe just barely, probably by two touchdowns. Liberty, you know, if they play a perfect game and Arkansas plays like they played against Bama for the first, you know two quarters or the first quarter you know maybe um but the arkansas team that played you know that fought back against bama liberty has no shot so all in all i got the hogs a lot of people have been putting a lot of hate on on arkansas but the thing about liberty beating byu is yeah it's a great win but byu has been super inconsistent this season and honestly they're not that good arkansas they've been getting a lot of flack but they are and they're not a terrible team. They're really not a terrible team. They're a good team playing in a tough division in a very tough conference. So I, I, I really think that Arkansas will win this game. I call them to cover the spread. I don't think the Flames will come into Fayetteville and really do anything. Um, I think Arkansas is, is, is a very good team, and they will come out on top of this. Joey is picking Arkansas simply because of the home field advantage. So another TBD triple pick. And yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's Arkansas. It's not, it's an SEC team versus a independent school. I, it, Liberty will not win this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, next game up. This is, uh, this, this one could be interesting. Number 24, Texas at 13, Kansas State at 7 p.m. You have Kansas State coming off a really good win, an amazing win, a butt spanking against Oklahoma State, uh, 49 to 0. And you have Texas coming off a loss uh, from the bye week, 41 to 34 against Oklahoma State. Uh, so this one could definitely be interesting. Not not sure. <laughs> um, but matchup predictor got Texas, uh, 61%. Uh, and the spread is two and a half in their favor. So Joey's got the pick on this one. Joey's picking Kansas State to win this game against against them. Uh, man, he didn't even give a reason why he's just picking Kansas State. And I think I think probably because I mean even the spread is showing this game is gonna be freaking close. Two and a half points. You got a really good Texas Longhorns team against a you know a really good Kansas State team. And what's crazy about this one is that both of these teams have kind of gone back and forth, right? I mean, like, they've had some really good freaking games, like Texas just shutting out Oklahoma, and then, you know, like, 
but also losing to Oklahoma State. And then Kansas State, you know, destroying Oklahoma State and then, you know, have a lot having a loss to Tulane. So and TCU. So I, I don't really know. This one's gonna be really difficult to pick. Uh I'm going with Texas. I'm I'm gonna pick Texas on this one. I think that uh Quinn Ewers is a really good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I think that Martinez at Kansas State is a really good quarterback too, but I, I think Texas, especially coming off that loss uh, and a really close loss to Oklahoma State, I got and then one and coming off a of bye week, I, I, I think Texas takes the advantage here and wins the game. So this is a tough one because number one, both of you guys have, have now split, and number two, you know the FPI is showing a sixty-two percent chance for Texas, two and a half point spread for Texas. And the fact that it's at K State is a whole other thing. You know, you look at K State; they beat Oklahoma State forty-eight to zero, forty-eight to, zero, and they blanked Oklahoma State. Meanwhile, Texas gave up forty-one points to them and lost by a touchdown, forty-one thirty-four. You know, those two things alone, you know, make it just goes to show you it's going to be a great game. Uh, I, I think I think it's going to be a really close one. I'm I'm so torn on who to pick for this one. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go with. The K State Wildcats. I think Kansas State is going to get the win. I would love to see Texas get the win as the underdog. I would like to see Quinn Ewers and the and the Longhorns have a good game. Um, that way they can get ready to be you know handled in the SEC here in a few years. But I think I think K State gets the win. Yeah, man, and I and I really want to pick K State too. But I was kicking myself last week when I didn't pick Baylor to win against Texas Tech. Um, I, I mean, I, I really think when I, I've been saying all season that I've really been liking Texas and what they've been producing. I mean, they have an amazing win against Oklahoma, a, a close loss. I mean, 10 points still pretty close to Oklahoma State. Uh, I, I just I can't I can't go against Texas, man. I mean, just because I've seen I've seen Oklahoma State play bad. You know, I mean, they, they, they lost to TCU. They lost to Tulane. You know, they also beat Oklahoma. But I think that Texas beat them more convincingly. I, I call Texas to win this game. Moving on, this next game, one of the bigger games this week, we have number six, Alabama, at number 10, LSU, at 7 p.m. And, you know, we talked about this on Wednesday, how we thought the committee was kind of padding Bama's schedule by putting LSU at 10 because if, if Alabama wins this game, boom, they beat a top 10 team after losing to a top six team. So it really, you know, it's like, ooh, man, mm, it's it's a tough pick. This is in Death Valley. Uh, I think that LSU is is a really good football team. They're four and one in the conference. Alabama's four and one in the conference. Uh, Alabama seventy six percent to win the game. Uh, the spread is actually thirty. The spread is actually thirteen and a half in Bama's favor. Um, you know, the last time I said that LSU could win at home was Tennessee. And I was gravely mistaken. But the last time that I picked against LSU, I lost. So, record be darned. I'm not going to pick Alabama and have to pull for them. LSU all day. Uh, who I think I think Alabama is going to win. I don't know if they cover the spread. Like I think it'll be a pretty good game. But you also got to remember, like Ole Miss has no defense, and LSU really exposed that. And I said if I said if LSU exposed that, then they would win handsomely. But then again, Alabama's defense is better than Ole Miss. But even still, if Jaden Daniels can light up the secondary, LSU can can probably play pretty close. But you're the LSU fan. What say you? <laughs> so you know, Mason. A couple things. Number one, looking at a 13 and a half point underdog is not favorable. You know, it's not, it's nothing new to the Tigers. You know, we're, we're an underdog pretty much every year against Bama. 
Um, you know, it looks like it's a 7 o'clock kickoff in Baton Rouge. It's going to be a great game. You know, the ESPN FBI has given Alabama a 76% chance to win. I think that's way too much. I think the spread's way too big. And I'll tell you why. I, I say that because of the way LSU has played the last two weeks. You know, look, we, we got handled against Tennessee, and then Coach Kelly and Jaden Daniels, they had a talk, and, and Coach Kelly said, listen, go out there and trust yourself, trust your receivers. And we played, and then we played Florida, man, and he just let the ball go, you know, and, we, and he, he passed the ball really well. He lit the secondary up. He did the same thing to Ole Miss. The run game was working. Jaden Daniels against Ole Miss was a true dual threat quarterback. You know, he had, it was, I think it was 400 and some all purpose yards himself or 500. I don't even remember. It was crazy. Um, you know, first quarterback since Joey B to throw for like five touchdowns or have five touchdowns. So I don't know, man. It's going to be a good game. I'm obviously going to I'm going to pick the Tigers. I think it'll be a close one. I think I like LSU to win by seven. Um, but there again, you know, Brian Kelly's record against ranked teams in the past twelve years is four and thirteen. You know, I, I'm obviously I'm going to pick the Tigers, but you know, we'll just have to see, man. It's going to be a good night, uh, good night in Death Valley, and I'm really glad. I'm so glad that. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia is the 330 slot. That way I don't have to worry about two games at once. Go Tigers. Yeah, man. And I tell you what, the thing that scares me the most about picking LSU, though, is is their defense. Um, Bryce Young is an insane quarterback. We saw it against Tennessee, who also had no defense. Um, LSU is going to have to put something. Brian Kelly is going to have to get with his D.C. and put something together because they're going to have to throw everything they have in defense against Alabama because they don't. Bryce Young is going to throw on them all night. Jameer Gibbs is going to run all over them all night. Uh, and we're probably going to see a repeat of the Tennessee-Alabama game, but Alabama wins this time. Um, but, you know, with that being said, though, I feel like LSU is probably the last team on Alabama's schedule that can pull off a dub against them because Ole Miss is at Ole Miss, but I don't think Lane Kiffin with this team can beat Alabama. Then Alabama pay, plays Austin Pay. That's a dub. And then Auburn in Tuscaloosa. I also think that's a dub. If it was in Jordan-Hare, I'd probably say, yeah, because Jordan-Hare is really tough place to play. But, no, Alabama will win that. So it's, it's not really much. I think I think LSU, if LSU gives Bama another loss, they will be out of the playoff race. Uh, and I, I, I think that that could happen. Joey is picking Bama. Go figure. No explanation. It's Bama. There you go. All right. Next game up, only put this one on here because I thought it would be hard to pick. This is South Carolina at Vanderbilt at 7.30 p.m. Um, you know, I I really want to pick, like, I want to pick Vanderbilt, um, especially the way South Carolina played against Missouri last weekend. But Missouri actually is not a terrible team. Matchup predictor got South Carolina 68%. Uh, the spread is seven points, which is, which is fair. Um, and, you know, Vandy is 0-4 in the conference. So, uh, yeah, Isaac, man, this is, I feel like this is tough. What do, you think? what do you think? Well, I'll be honest, Mason, as tough – I mean, I was going to say as tough as it may seem, it's not really, but the spread – spread's only seven. Honestly, man, I think I think Vandy has potential to make it a good game. Even it's in Nashville. It's a night game. Um, but even though South Carolina's been up and down, I got the Cox. I think, I think South Carolina goes into Nashville and gets the dub. 
Yeah, man. I think for the sake of rec- for my record, same thing, bro. I got the Cox in this one. I'd love to see Vandy come out on top. Uh, but Joey also has USC. And, uh, I mean, quick quick on that one. Just not even much there. Because uh, we want to have a little bit more time to talk about this next game. This is our ninth game. Almost done. This is number four, Clemson at Notre Dame at 730. This game is in South Bend. Clemson Tigers undefeated, number four in the playoff rankings. Notre Dame, five and three. Uh, Clemson is favored by 65% by the ESPN matchup predictor, and uh, but only three and a half in the spread. I think this could be a close game, um, and I'm going to let Joey pick it first. He is picking, of course, go figure, Clemson, because Cade could come in again, question mark? Um, maybe, you know, after Syracuse, Dabo said that, you know, DJ was their guy and they just needed something to spark the offense. I think that's a cop-out. I think DJ is not the guy. I think Cade is. Um, but he's picking Clemson, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know what, I'm, you know what, Joey, I'm picking Notre Dame. It's in South Bend, and people are like, well, it doesn't matter if they're in South Bend because they lost to Marshall. It's like, well, yeah, but they also gave Syracuse a spanking last weekend on the road at Syracuse. So I got Notre Dame in this one, and that that that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Mason. I think that's a good pick. I think I think that it has potential to be a really good game. I think that Clemson, you know, they've had their struggles this year. You know, Notre Dame also. I mean, they lost to Marshall at home. I mean, they paid you know a couple million dollars for a loss. All that said, though, you know, DJ is not the guy. I think that's a cop out, like you said. All in all, I'm gonna have to go with Marcus Freeman and the Fighting Irish. I think they're gonna get it done and finally pull off that elusive. Uh, elusive big big uh, top five matchup. I think they're going to pull off top five victory in South Bend. And uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm going against I'm going against these Tigers this weekend. Yeah, amen, dude. You know what? I've said it a lot this season. The only consistent thing about Notre Dame is how inconsistent they are. Right? They went to Las Vegas on the road and gave it to BYU and won. Uh, and then the next week lost to Stanford. And then the next week won big against. Syracuse so I think they can do it again uh you know last time we saw Clemson in South Bend DJ Uyagalale was actually starting because because Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID uh (laughs) and the Fighting Irish actually ended up winning that game so we'll see what happens I think it'll be I think it'll be them so last game we're picking quickly this number 21 Wake Forest and number 22 NC State at 8 p.m. I'll pick this one first we got the spread in in Wake Forest favor by four and a half, but the FPI ESPN uh, has NC State 59%. Uh, I'm going to go with Wake Forest on this one. I, I, I think unless Devin Leary comes back in, um, I, I don't see NC State winning this. I got Wake Forest all day. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Mason. I think, you know, NC State, all things considered, they have a chance. Um, but without, without Devin Leary, I agree. I think that Wake Forest goes in there considerably, and Sam Hartman leads the Demon Deacons to a victory in Raleigh. Yeah, man, and Joey is also picking Wake Forest. His literal words, no Leary, no NC State. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the the meat of it, and uh, that that's our podcast for this week. Um, you know, we, we got some good games coming up, and I'm really excited to see Georgia take on uh, the Tennessee Volunteers. But always remember, no matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. Just know that John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that is true. 
Jesus came to die for us, to take our sins. He took our sins on the cross, not because of how great and awesome we were, but because we were sinners who needed him, and he took our punishment. He paid the debt that we owed just because he loved us, and God sent his son to do that, and through him we now have freedom, we have peace, we have joy that passes all understanding, and God is just so good. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to know you deeply and intimately. And salvation in Jesus is very close to the heart of TBD Sportscast. If you ever have any questions about that, you can always hit up our DMs on Instagram, send us a message on Facebook, or just leave a comment on this YouTube video. We'll always get back to you. We'll talk to you. And we're praying for our listeners. If you guys ever need anything, you know where to find us. And we will see you right back here next week. Later. Bye-bye.